I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, uh, welcome back to part two of Private Parts. This is the episode with Sorel. Enjoy. So, uh, University Bedford... (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Oh, look at that. <laughs> look, look at that. At that. Oh, he's Here a pro. We go. <laughs> so, acting, presenting, yes. everything. Ent- you, you learn how to be an entertainer. Yes. Yes. And you then leave university. Uh huh. What happens then? I leave university. I okay. go to London. I study for another year. Yeah. Um, and then I get an agent, an acting agent. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm going to make a big baby. The big city, the oh, lights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, here I go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, where do we start? <laughs> I get an agent. I did one ad. Is your agent then still now? No. <laughs> he dropped me like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> no, no. Was he actually an agent? Was he just... He, oh, he, he just came up and was like, I'm going to be an agent. No, he was a genuine, was a genuine, genuine agent. agent. And he also, like, represented some of, like, the guest speakers that came to, like, our... Wow. Yeah, so, like... Oh, it was legit. Legit. It's amazing. I booked an ad. Um, I did a Dreamgirls audition. Bombed. Badly. <laughs> another story for another day. There is a story now. It's a story. Jamie, don't you dare it do It's a hundred... Wait, so, hang on. So, you went to an audition for Dreamgirls? Talk, walk me through it. Oh, this God. Is, hey, what have th- I done? Walk me through it. For context. <laughs> for context. I, I am not musical theatre trained. Okay. It's like me with comedy. You had the confidence. Yeah. Okay. I'm not musical theatre trained. But you had up- your slab. <laughs> and I was ready. to <laughs> go. <laughs> slab and tap shoe right. And you had your, your Tupperware and pasta. And you were ready to rumble. I said, dream girls will see me. And I'm going to get a standing O. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Winning. Um, yeah, I, I get this audition that comes through. And he's like, there's an audition for dream girls. Um... And, you know, you're an actor who can sing in tune. I grew up in church. I can sing, like, in tune. Mm. I think you should go for it. And I was like, cool. Like, I have also have a problem where, like, I do think I'm able to do everything. Yeah. So I was like, cool, absolutely. I arrive. Immediate red flag. There are people stretching in the hallway. 
thought to myself, well, uh, my might have girl bossed a bit too close to the sun. Um, <laughs> this is crazy. Everybody's literally stretching. Uh, Do you w- stretch as well? Well, I had to. <laughs> You've got to commit did, to the role. Did you lean over and go, what are we stretching for? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> What's happening? No, I, I walked in, took off my coat, started stretching. I was like, I'm going I'm to stretch. Then this like really charismatic choreographer comes out and he's like, okay, girls, um, we're going to call you in 10. I'll teach you the choreography and then we'll do it. <laughs> I say choreography. I said choreography. I said, no, I was told. I was told. No, no, no. I was told I can sing in tune. I can read sides. I said, no one mentioned choreography or dancing. I said, Hold on. I said, someone left me off the email thread. I don't know what's happened, but no one said anything about choreography. So I'm trying to text my agent like, hey, there's choreography. I don't think I should stay for this because I'm going to make a fool of myself. He's not messaging. He's not calling. Because he's his other job. (laughs) He's busy. He's busy. That's not my problem. I got you the audition. You do the audition. What are you talking about? So I, again... I've now been seen. I can't walk out. I'm not a failure. Mama yeah. didn't raise a quitter. I love that. I walk in head held high. Yeah. I learned this choreography. Mm. Learn is a strong word. Um, now, can I just say, if yeah. I said to you, okay, Jamie, I'm going to teach you a dance. Mm. And then I stand here and you stand next to me. And then I say, okay, five, six, seven, eight, parle beret, parle beret, jean baron. And, and you're like, what's a parle beret? That's exactly how he taught the dance. There was no like, there was no like, move your hand to the left and then back and then spin around. It was like, parlor beret, we're gonna do two double side splits and then on the count of eight, and everybody around me is like, uh huh, mm hmm. Are you serious? I kid you not. Oh. Everybody around me is like, mm hmm, and they're like moving their hands and I'm like, what? What's happening? That okay. Would be frightening. It was something of a nightmare. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to give you five minutes just to go over it in your head and then we're going to start. Mm. So they, the way they had set it up was two rows, front row, back row. And then you do the dance again, the back comes to the front. Mm. I start off in the back because I'm not crazy, okay? <laughs> so they start, they do the, I remember the song, move, move, move right out of my life, move it, move it. Dreamgirls, classic. God, you can sing. Thanks. <laughs> Didn't get to that point, but anyways. Um, <laughs> I'm at the back. <laughs> and... When they start coming backwards, and you have to move forward. Jamie, Jamie, I'm, I do the routine at the back by myself, right? I'm lost. I'm so lost to the point where there's a spin that they do that I spin into another girl who's auditioning. They stop the audition so we can now swap to go to the back to the front. And the choreographer goes, something happened back there. Um, so do you want to come to the front? You can stay back there. He says it to me. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'll stay back. No, it's fine. I didn't want to go to the front. Anyway. I'll stay back here. Front's, front's not fun anyway. Uh, the back is where the stars are. So I'm going to stay here and she can, she can move to the front. That's fine. And they do the audition again. I never heard from them. That casting director, yeah. I have gone... I have I've had jobs to go in front of her again and I have said no because she absolutely will remember me. It was such a bad audition. That is fantastic. It was the worst experience. You of didn't even get to my the singing life. part. 
they never called back. They never, they they never said, oh, great. Now, now that's happened. Mm. The singing part's going to, no. They said, if you can't dance, there's, there's no part oh two. Oh my God. And I just want to, for the record state, I'm a great dancer. Yeah. Okay? But oh, we know it's a the... parlor beret with a tap, <laughs> with a tap. I got a tap slab. Okay. I'm a great dancer. I don't even know what a parlor beret is. I would have no idea. Oh my God. So, okay. So you're doing these auditions. You want to be this big star. Yes. And it's, it becomes tricky, right? Because it's constant rejection. Boof, constant. Boof. How good are you with rejection? Um, well, I thought I was good and then started therapy and she was contradicting me. Apparently I'm not great with it. So What do they know? I don't know. You know <laughs> What do they know? You studied people's brains. Get a grip. Yeah. Do you know you don't know me. Like at all. Um but I, I at that point I genuinely thought I was quite good at it. Yeah. Um and like I was like, you know, I've been rejected, you know, in life. Like I can I can handle it. It wasn't necessarily the rejection that got me though. It was depression. So uh, moved back to Coventry, left London. <laughs> I was like, I don't like this place. I'm, oh. I have no money. Yeah. London's really expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also, I'm telling people I'm an actor, but I'm definitely working as a bartender. So this is weird. So you're having an imposter syndrome. Uh, yeah, it's super imposter syndrome. Yeah. Um, also, never ask an actor, oh, what can I have seen you in? Fuck off, Janice. <laughs> Fuck off. I am this close to the edge. Dream girls, right? <laughs> dream girls. What do you mean? You're in dream girls? Dream girls. What, sorry, do you mean you're in dream, dream, dream girls? girls. <laughs> okay. Off, off Broadway. Um, so I moved back home and I was like, right, I'm never going to do anything creative again. I mean, I had done like a couple of theatre shows. Let me not like say like my complete acting journey mm. was trash. But like for the most part, I was not where I wanted to be. When you got hit with depression, because depression is just, it's a real, it's not fun. The worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When that sadness creeps in and you can't get away from it and you don't know what's going the on. The worst. How did you, how did you navigate your way through that? Um, I think I realised I had, so I have delayed processing first of all, but I also realised I had. What is delayed processing? I, if something happens to me, it takes me a while to understand how I feel about that thing. Interesting. I just, I, I, I move through life a lot on autopilot. Yeah. Um, Is that to protect yourself almost at the time? Maybe. I think so. <clears throat> I think so. I think when emotions are involved, I'm very good at compartmentalizing my life. Mm. And if something is happening, I can like pop it in a box and never look at it again. And, or well, look at it later, but keep like- Just I, moving, moving, move moving. On. So I had what you would call like a high functioning depression. Like I was, going to work I was I was I was in the treadmill but like in the moments where I'm doing nothing silence nothing stillness but like I also can't not show up to work because there's a team of people who rely on me and I'm not letting the team down yeah so you you, you don't want to let anyone else down no. but to the but to the detriment of yourself yeah because you would rather put everyone else first everybody else first wow so everything was moving along like the things that had to be done were done but anything personal or whatever it was just like heavy you know it's just it's it's such a weird space to be in Mm. when you technically you know you're seeing everywhere that this is like the prime of your life and you're like I don't feel like I'm in the prime of anything I think so many people will, will you know 
agree with you on that and just you know respond to that it's it's so true it happens to so many so hard yeah it's really hard and 20 sucks Suck. especially your early 20 you're insecure you don't oh. really know what's going on you have this blueprint in life that we're all heading towards yeah and then the blueprint doesn't quite work out what we think it's going to be working yep. out and we then well hang on well, then we're failures and and then suddenly <clears throat> we realize that actually not everyone has the answers anyway, and our parents aren't always right. Yes. And that's quite scary. Yeah. Especially probably coming from a religious background. Yeah. Where everything is kind of ordered and yep. structured, and this is how you live your life. And mm-hmm. then you realize actually maybe that's not how we're meant to live our life. I, constant existential crisis. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you're trying to navigate your way through that, but also like pay bills and live yeah so i was like okay the best thing for me to do right now is to move back home to be with my parents um because i i I can't continue going to work like it got to the point where my functioning depression just wasn't functioning anymore like i can't (laughs) my resignation has to come in i can't i can't keep showing up to work like this is really not good for me so i was like well bye everyone and I left London and I moved back home in with, with my... your slab. <laughs> slab on the hand. <laughs> you tapped your way all the way back. Just, uh, basically. <laughs> like Charlie Chaplin. <gasps> Went all the way home. Um, and I, I moved back in for my parents and um, I would say for the... Those next like three, four years were like the best years of self-discovery. Amazing. Because I was able to, I was afforded the grace, which a lot of people unfortunately aren't because of circumstances. So I was very privileged in that sense. But my parents... You're going to say the greatest thing now, which I think you're going to say. (laughs) Oh, no pressure. No, Um, I I think you are going to say something, which is I totally agree with you about about to say, but go. my, My parents were able to allow me to just figure it out it's it, it's the it, when anyone ever asked me yeah they always say okay you have this privileged background you must have had these you know what i say that, that's my parents yeah. not me yeah and i always say the biggest privilege i've had mm. ever is i'm able to discover what i didn't want to do mm. i wasn't i didn't have to go and work in the local sainsbury's mm. to keep the roof over my head mm. i didn't have to do these things i i could be with my parents and had a roof and i had food yeah and i was able to understand what i wanted to do yeah yeah and i, I will forever be grateful to my parents for it and the understanding i mean i don't you know come from money my parents aren't like but they my dad made a rule that like if any of his kids need to come home, they come home, you don't pay bills, you d- you don't pay rent, there's no board. So I was able, I got my room back, I was able to redecorate my room. Um, That's an amazing parent. Yeah. They, I love that. They were so, they were so understanding. And bearing in mind, now I want to add this, my parents are not the type of parents who are like, depression is real. I come from black African Christian parents. They're like, you're sad, pray to God. So there's also that. I just want to make sure they're not they're not angels in this segment, right? They're not they're not they've got their flaws. Do you know what I mean? But with their flaws, they were still able to be God like depression. Pray. Pray. My mum literally texts me <laughs> scriptures. Scriptures. I made a video about social anxiety and my mum was like, oh, there's a scripture for that. <laughs> Said it's there. Send it over here. Use all the help I can get. <laughs> I'll read it. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. Um, so they they have their their things, but they were very understanding that like what I needed in that moment was 
protection and security mm. and safety. And they were able to give me that. And no pressure to be like, oh, you're 20 something, you should be da 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 da. There was none of that. So I was able to just figure out myself for a good four years. I was hired, fired, I tried jobs. I wanted to be a teacher one day. I wanted to do that one day. And then I realized I'm unhappy because I'm not doing the thing that I love doing, which is entertaining. Yeah. And then we ended back here. And yeah. so what was the first video that you did where you, you put your phone down or camera down and you said, right, here I go, I'm going to start doing something. And I, oh, did you consciously think or did you just start putting it out there? I, I joined TikTok specifically because of my little sister. Yeah. We have a 15 year age gap. I have an obsession to be one with the youth. Um, so she told me about this app and it's pandemic right, right at the beginning. And she's like, we can learn dances. That's what it was. When yeah. I first, we can learn dances together. So all those, like, if you scroll back far enough, you'll see the dances. <laughs> They're on there. And that was my mission it's for the day. slab <laughs> Slabless at the time. Um, I hadn't, I wasn't a professional yet, but um, I, I was learning the, those little dances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the more, I'm, I, I'm opinionated. So the more I consume content, the more of an opinion I can form or the more things mm. I read, the more of an opinion I can form. And it was around the height of the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. So a lot of my content was political content skewed in a funny, jesty way. So people can consume it better. Consume it better. Wow, great. Um, and that's how it started. And there was no like, oh, I want to be a content creator. I think I was just posting because I was like, the world could potentially end. And and this is what I like to do. This, I just want to do it because I like doing it. Also, my friend hasn't picked up my FaceTime. Yeah. My mum's told me to get out of the kitchen. I'm bored. I'll make a video. We'll see what the comments say. No one I knew followed me. Wow. Um, and then before you know it, you start like building a little community of people who are like, oh, I love your take on this. Or that's interesting. Have you looked at this article? Or, And I'm like, oh, like, this is becoming a thing. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's more than a thing, though, because you have that, you then go and host a 25-date show in Edinburgh, in the Fringe. You, you've done the TV show with Sky. Yes. You're an actor. Official. You've got the certificate? I do, I do. You have the IMDB? Yeah. Okay, well, why don't you uh, walk me through it? So I... Okay, I don't have an IMDB. Um, <laughs> I'm a liar as well, as an actor. Um, no, I, I... Like I said, I mainly did theatre yeah. stuff. Um and I guess the blessing of the job that I do now is I am able to put myself out there without necessarily having to go to auditions all the time. Mm. Um, and one of the people on the Smothered team, which is the TV show that I'm in, mm. um, were like, oh, we think Sarah would be great because the role I'm playing, it's like a comedy show. Um, and they asked me to come in and audition. Mm. Um, came in, auditioned, got the part. Um, and it was it's a six part series. Um, it's called Smothered. Uh, it's like a rom-com set in London about dating, about like the troubles of dating. Mm. Um, Did you I, love shooting it? I loved every single second of it. Because also we had a really star-studded cast. Um, like my dad, who I'm, who's, or the, the person playing my dad is Blair Underwood, who is like- Huge. Like huge. And yeah. I was like, I shouldn't be in the same room as you. We, this is weird. This is very, very weird. But everybody was lovely and I learnt a lot. This is the first TV role I've done. Is it hard? Because I've done a lot of TV, but I've never done really sort of, you know, standstill acting, hit your mark. Yes. Act, 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 camera right at you. Is it tricky? Intimidating? Oh, not for professionals. No, do you know what it is? This is where (laughs) this is where my delusion is really great and kicks in because that's when Bedford really kicked in. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God I went to Bedford. (laughs) Got all the training there. (laughs) Really solidified me. I went to Bedford. (laughs) My delusion set in, and I think I it, it, it is hard, but it's not as hard as I was expecting it to be. Okay, fine. It was a lot, and I think that's to do with the, the team and how they did it, but it it was just, they were very much like, go do, follow your instincts, do what's natural. Amazing. Yes, you have a mark, but when we do the sixth or fourth take, go wherever, go where, where you're hot. And you, you must, do. I reckon you would have prepared in terms of lines, you would have, I mean, boom. You yeah. were, so you could then become free yeah. because you just had it locked in. Yeah. And they say a good actor doesn't only know their lines, they know everyone else's. And I was doing that thing where I was miming people's lines. <laughs> and the director was like, stop. I said, I'm so sorry. So you I'm, were miming. I, people were talking and I'd be like, and then you see. And it was so weird. And they were like, um, Sorrel, you're, you're doing this thing where um, you're, you're, you're talking? And I was like, oh, yeah. That thing. Uh, I'll stop. No, no worries. So I had to like drink drinks to keep myself occupied. All doing your head. <laughs> yeah. And you just look at just like looking at them intensely. Like that's not your line. That's not your line. That is amazing. Yeah, I'm super excited. Are you? I'm sure that means. I mean, other things, right? Just because you started to be yourself. Be myself. 
And it's amazing how slightly the stars align when you start not pretending to be anyone else. Me and Candice always say on the podcast, how can God give you his blessing if you are pretending to be someone else? He's looking for Sorrel and you're acting like Patricia. The blessing's not for Patricia, it's for Sorrel. And he's like, Sorrel, I've got this blessing for you. I've got this thing that I want to give you. He can't give it to you because you are literally not being your authentic self. And until you start being that, and the thing is people say that and they make it seem like that's a really easy thing to do. Mm. It's not. It's one of the hardest things to do ever because you have people who want to thrust their versions of you onto you. So your parents' version, your friends' version, everybody's kind of got these versions of you that they want you to be. And you have to navigate through that and be unapologetic in that and then find yourself. And it's not something that happens overnight, which mm. is what your 20s are for. I, I, I want to, you know, make a point that, you know, even though you have unapologetically been yourself, being doing what you do and creating content and being a content creator, that has its oh. dark sides. Jamie. Here we go. Jamie. Here we go. One of, I mean, and I think because we're, we're quite, we lean towards laughter. Yes. Even the things you put on your stories when you go to events and then people put in the comment section their thoughts of your outfit or... And it's like, people are unhinged on the internet. I know, I People are so unhinged. It's not good. It's... And I think because, I mean, I... My first thrust into it was social media. Um, It was a little bit different because I kind of knew the world of social media before I started posting. I knew that like my favorite content creators, if I scrolled far enough in their comment section, they would be getting hate. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, you were sort of aware of it. So you knew it it was there. Knew it was there. But I want you to know, no one, no one, not, not no one can prepare you for the shit dump. (laughs) Because God forbid you make a video that offends Oh my God. It's really bad. The incels? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and they come thick and fast. Thick and fast. They come and thick. rally the troops. Yeah. Oh, and the troops oh. don't even know what they're no. don't even know what they're talking about. Don't know what they're fighting for. They don't have no idea. They're just like but they get on there. My friend told me <laughs> that you made a video saying ABCD, so I'm just gonna jump in your DMs. We 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 made a packet of candy cane sweets that some people didn't like. And these people went to town or like honestly to town mm. on me and then other people jumped on some people didn't know what they were fighting at movements some people thought I was a flat earther <laughs> <laughs> they were getting angry at me because I was a flat earther and I was like what the hell I, I don't know what's going on here I don't that know. is hilarious yeah, yeah honestly they just jump on boom, 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 yeah. boom. Just but it's, sca- on. it's a little bit scary because it is I imagine you and I uh, why I know I am a little bit sensitive and so when it started it's slightly gone underneath my skin sometimes Did, yeah. does it get underneath your skin a little bit the first time the comments the DMs cool I, I was kind of like you can there's ways of like protecting myself you know there's a yeah. hidden word here and there cool whatever the first time Twitter got a hold of a video <laughs> I said Jesus take me now I said I'm ready my time is now um, <laughs> I've never had one on Twitter. Is, it, is that not a good one? X. Twi- X? Oh, my. It's the worst. It's. You can't prepare yourself. Get out of here. It's, is it you, that bad? It's so bad. And then, don't do it. But if you type your name into the search bar, yeah. It's, it's unhinged. And I think that day was the day when I was like, 
don't want to do this job anymore. Yeah. I forces I'm, you that way. Yeah. You're like, I just if I don't want to do the job anymore. Sixty seconds of me talking has riled up people to the point where I'm treated like Vladimir fucking Putin. Are you joking me? You cannot ever give up. You can't. You cannot. It just it, you can't. Just FYI. Just FYI, <laughs> that can't happen. I mean, it, it was it was. And you're bad. not a quitter. You're not. I can't, I can't be. A there quitter. you go. You're not a quitter. I can't be a quitter. So yeah, it, that was that was the hardest. But once you have that like terrible one, the rest aren't as bad. Yeah. Because you're like, this is the internet. And that's what it is. It's so. And like you said, people are fighting you for something they don't even know what they're fighting you for. And there's seven and a bit billion people in the world. It's yeah. a small majority of people. It's tiny wee. Who cares? And the hate is always louder than the love. Completely. And 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 also we don't process good news. That's why like we we good news actually takes a long time to process because it's kind of like I don't know why we just don't. Bad news comes thick and fast. Immediately, boof, yeah. And you pick it up straight away. Yeah. So you don't notice it as much. It's yeah. But no, I can't quit. I won't quit. Can I ask a personal question? Sure. What about dating? What about Dave? Well, I don't know. Are you, are you, it <laughs> sounds like I'm asking you on a date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you're a married man, Jamie. Also, very, um, very um, assuming of you that I would say yes to a date to you, but anyway. <laughs> you know, that anyway, so that's awkward for everyone in the room. Isn't it? Are you dating anyone? I, I am. Hello. I am. Hello. I am. All right. A nice little gentleman. No, he's like six two. But um, no. where did you guys meet? Oh, on a dating app. That's cool. On a dating. That's app. cool. Don't you don't sigh. That is cool. I, I think s- that's a great way to meet now. I really do. I sigh because it's unfortunately one of the only ways to meet, and I don't yeah. like that prospect. For yeah, us. but that's your story, and it's unique to you, and that's Fairs. an amazing thing. Fairs. Yeah. But yes, we met. We met on a dating app, and um, our story's kind of weird though, because it wasn't like meet date boyfriend girlfriend mm-hmm. it was like me it, it didn't even meet it was li- it was like match global pandemic yeah we had each other on socials and we're like talking back and forth uh-huh. then meet then so Whoa. he kind of knew me wait before. was there some sexy time on back and forward when you were married why don't i'm a lady of god sexy time <laughs> beg thy pardon <laughs> oh my god, no. We, 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 you know, we exchanged Bible verses. Yeah, there you go. Fa- favorite passages. That's there you what, go. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. And hymns. Yeah. That's lovely. That's what we did. Oh, that was great. That's our love language. So, um, <laughs> any more questions? <laughs> so then you guys meet up. We do. Afterwards and. And. Boyfriend, girlfriend. Clicked immediately and um it made sense i mean we had always been like talking so i think the thing that i liked the most about him is i a huge green flag for me is people who are kind to everyone Mm. i think sometimes we date people who are kind or nice to us Mm -hmm. because they're attracted to us Mm. but they're not kind or nice to everyone because there's nothing for them to gain Mm. in their kindness and he isn't that and immediately it was like, oh, okay, I that's a huge green flag. Um, but also he had known me before I had a social media presence. We yeah. matched before I was making TikTok videos. Yeah. And I liked the fact, because I'll you be honest. You feel safer in that. You feel way safer. Of course you do. Dating when you have some form of public image. It's currency. 
it's hard. And it's also currency for it is it is for sure for whatever reason it is. It's it it's it's difficult and I just didn't want to be in that position where you're like do I trust them for the right reason? Are they with me for the you know? Mm. Um and with him it was kind of like okay no we were talking well in advance before anything happened and had shown interest. He flew to, you know, Ghana, came back, I wasn't able to see him and then panic happened. So all of that kind of stuff happened and then we finally meet up and it was like, oh, this makes sense. And that's why I'm a big believer in timing because I also don't think we would have necessarily been together had we met up. And you before. believe in marriage and things like that? I do. Yes. Yeah, so, well, I obviously got married, but some people don't. But I, 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 I think it's a great thing. I do. I do. I think, I think marriage is beautiful. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. And um, I mean, obviously as well, like I'm, I'm Christian, and like, you know, I come from a Christian background. Yeah. There's that element of it. But I think above all else, just committing yourself regardless of whether it's a courthouse or God or whatever, but committing yourself to someone forever is a very powerful thing. It's an amazing thing. I, <clears throat> whether, yeah, I was a bit promiscuous in my early days. Oh, right. Uh, hey. oh, right. <laughs> Don't I know <laughs> it. Let's give ourselves like we dated again. <laughs> This isn't getting very weird. Very weird. Oh, don't. <laughs> don't I, I know, know it. it. <laughs> but I, but it was, what I realised is um, having, you know, been with Sophie for five years now and married and things like that, is firstly the love and the compassion, all that kind of mm. stuff. And and goes back to your, your, th- I, uh, your sort of points on debating and stuff. When you're with someone who also ha- has different opinions to you, which Sophie does, mm. you, you learn and grow together. Oh, and if you're by yourself, you don't really learn and grow as much, yeah. which I found. And also you're not distracted. Like when you're, when I was dating, my, 50% of my thoughts were, who am I dating? Who yeah. am I messing? What am I doing? We're going yeah. out there. All those kind of things. Yeah. And I thought that was exciting. Yeah. And I think that's what happens a lot of the time. I think it happens with a lot of guys actually that I speak to who are still single, that they get excitement from that. Mm. But actually, once you remove that and sort of settle down and you stop thinking about what else could be and all that kind of stuff mm. and you commit yourself in this loving notion, it's a, it's a real amazing moment. And I think it's also really beautiful to plan yeah the future with someone Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like have these shared goals and dreams Mm. and it's like i don't know it's with the work we do sometimes it can be a bit isolating as well because you're like these are my goals these are my dreams but when you have somebody who's like we have a shared goal we have like it's really beautiful to be able to carve that out with someone um but yeah dating is the pits i would never go back um so don't fucking disappoint me (laughs) To you, my betrothed. Before you go, I got one more thing. I was looking at your Instagram and I saw one of your reels where you're talking about on your podcast, which is so funny, talking about bleaching. And I thought it was bleaching. Bum. Jamie, you have to give me. You have. To, where <laughs> the fuck was the lube? What, what the hell? You, you can't just go into bleaching from. Well, I saw it and I walked in. I was like. <laughs> what the fuck? Is that bleaching. What is it, bleaching? <laughs> Is it bleaching buttholes? Is that what you're not talking about? Okay, <laughs> sorry. I was like, I don't really get why they're talking about bleaching buttholes. Bleaching buttholes. Oh. <laughs> and do you know what I love about this moment, Jamie? Yeah. Is you couldn't be more white right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you tried. This is such a beautiful moment. <laughs> this is the most, that was the purest thing I've ever heard anyone say. Bumholes? No, Jamie. 
We're talking about the crisis within the black community and the community of colour of people bleaching their skin to assimilate to whiteness, Jamie. Oh my god. Assholes. Oh my god. Oh my god. I love that. Oh. So that's where your mind went. We re- I'm going to change it, the caption. It, 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 it went up. It went straight to bleaching. Straight so there. to Boom. be fair, we didn't, we didn't, you know, pre-warn. But <sighs> that's where your head went. Just giving you some feedback. <laughs> Just, that's now, what I saw. Now I'm intrigued on where you wanted the asshole bleaching conversation well, I don't know. to go. I was, I was confused because I was like confused about the, the conversation. But now I get it. Now right. what it is. Right. Because we start off with, if you're going to bleach, do a good job. Yeah. And I was like, this feels a bit intimate. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> That's what you start off with. Oh, I love that so God. much. Your podcast is amazing. A weekly podcast, right? Weekly. Where can we listen to it? It's on all podcast platforms. Um, and it's called Closet Confessions. So and good. it's with me and Candice. And, um, Maybe it's... I should be a guest. Oh, my God. Because maybe I should, I should come on and you can ask me questions and see. What would, what would your confession be, though? Because you have to bring a confession. Oh, I, would, I got loads of confessions. Um, I would like to say sorry to a few people when I was younger. Sorry, oh. I would like to say sorry to my friend David. Where it says, David, who I stole his pog when I was a kid. And I want to say sorry to people. Those are my confessions. I stole a lot of things as kids. Jamie, you're a very sweet soul. Most people go in with like, I hate this. This is my confession. Or like, these are fashion faux pas. And you're like, I want to say sorry to people. I want to say sorry to people because I stole so many things. That is so sweet. So anyway, I I think it would be a funny one to do. I think it would be very funny. Very, very funny. Candice would absolutely find you one of the most fascinating people to speak to (laughs) ever. Ever. Can I just say, I've just, I've enjoyed every minute of this. Same. It's been amazing. Thank you so much. I just never quit. Yay! Thank you, Jamie. Your content is insane. It's that really so, means it, a lot. You know what? It lights up people's lives, and we need a lot of that at the moment. <sighs> it really, really does. Do. Thank so you. So it's amazing. Thank you so much for coming on Private Parts. I Thank really you. appreciate it. Everybody, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Ta-da! That was. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Confidence starts with loving who you are. 
And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.